to 12 Questions. Hey. Hey. Uh, this is Anna Valenzuela. Cosmo Share. Oh, Jared's here. Jared is here. He's looking at the recorder. He's checking it out. It's What, what do we got going on? It is. Uh, we got it. We. That's fair. That's very fair. Mercury is in retrograde if you're one of those people yeah. who believes in all the believes in all the things you're good okay well i feel we're at we're okay all right well here we go should have opened that beverage in advance i'm just gonna stare at it the whole podcast no Ooh, Ooh. here we go (laughs) lacroix in it hard that is an introduction that is an introduction like 12 step opener there (laughs) yes it's a beer can we got it dad's next to me oh my gosh well and uh who's our so we've got cosmo we've got jared we've got me Who's our guest today? How would you like to identify, sir? Hi, my name is John Graber. <gasps> Ooh, full name. name. Full name. I don't give a fuck. Hi, I'll John. G- don't giving it a fuck. Okay, that's very cool. And we've had a lot of I've had a lot of fun audio uh, just tomfoolery and you audio engineer. So I feel like a real spaz, but we're doing it. You're doing great. You're doing great. You look doing great. There's lots we're, of cables and lot, yeah. microphones and they all work. And so. they all work. Um, delightful. Uh, okay. So we're here. We're doing it. I feel like it's been a minute. How you, how's everybody doing? We're good. I'm, I'm good. We're I, good. Yeah. Jared. Mm-hmm. Jared doesn't have a microphone. <laughs> we're sharing microphones right now. I'm great. He's great. Oh dear. Okay. Um, all right, so uh, John, we actually go to meetings together. True story. True story. True story. True story. It's very exciting, um, and like, uh, it's we're going to ask you twelve questions from a recovery perspective. That's it. So uh, this isn't like full on during step work. Although we could, if you wanted to, we've never had anybody bust out a fourth step. That would be let's do it. So fascinating. Uh, here's my sexual inventory. Ah, no one. <laughs> no. Oh, man. you're a married guy. I am a married guy. You're a married guy, and you're a musician. I am. And you sometimes. live sometimes. You live a good life, I and do. you and you're an actor. You've done all the things. Well. I'm an actor like like the way that like Juwan Howard is a championship winner. Oh. That's a Hannibal Buress joke. I feel bad. Yeah, that. no, that's good. But it's true. I, I I wandered onto a set and to do sound for a commercial, and the ad people literally said, "We like your look. Do you want to be an extra?" And I was like, "Fuck yeah! That pays an extra three hundred fifty bucks. I'm in." Yeah. And then they were like, they, they just happened to shoot the commercial and I was in every shot. So they were like, we're going to upgrade you to principal cast. And I was like, I don't know what that means. And they were like, it means you can join the union if you want to. And I was like, sick. What does that mean? And there was, then some lady called <laughs> me and they explained what Taft Hartley was. And nice. So I'm an actor the same way that like anyone who just like rookie of the year style movie becomes like a, like a, like a sports star sports you, I don't know why sportsman sport, a sportsman. Don't sports i don't know why i'm doing sports metaphors sports but i feel like anything you're very else sportsy today it'll get like weirdly yeah. specific and you'll be like i've already have already been lost I but so you're you're in the union then you're sag after i i'm union eligible but i also don't like to be told what to do slash i didn't do the paperwork until okay ah, cool. really fuck it. the man <laughs> yeah fuck the man in and true these teeth. Addict fashion, i was like yeah i'm totally eligible for that uh, I that's walked away forever. So yeah. funny, so funny. Okay, so let's get into that first question because I've I've heard your story, I've heard you speak, but like, how was your experience of surrender? Surrender. Uh, well, I think it's like I, for most people, as it should be. I think for me too is like it's a daily thing of just like 
when I wake up, I don't, I, I try to make sure that like I'm in a headspace where I'm like, I'm not going to use, I'm like, I'm not going to feel weird about this. I know that like, I also try to hit a meeting every day. Yeah. Um, so, and for when I first got clean, like I fucking hated hitting meetings cause I thought everyone was like full of shit and all that fun stuff. Yeah. But like part of my surrender is like, I know I need to hit a meeting. I know like I, and it for a long time was to like keep me clean and like keep me like coming back. But also now like I kind of see that like hitting the meetings, especially the ones that I'm consistently hitting as like a part of service. Yeah. Like that's a huge part of my recovery. And also like being of service is a big surrender to me too, because I'm, I'm so like doing shit for other people does just did not come naturally to me. Right. And like, I'm just, I'm, like every fucking addict, like like very self centered, and like to yeah. try to step out of myself and be like, I'm gonna do this thing for this person. Um, it's kind of how I experience surrender. Yeah. So being of service, going to meetings every day, or trying to every day, um, trying not to be a fucking asshole to everyone around me. My instinct is like to not be nice. Yeah. Is that weird. That's that New York thing. I, well, I think it's an everybody thing. I don't think ah! anyone's instinct is like <laughs> I can't wait. To engage this person. Uh, like, my instinct is always, like, I can't wait to be alone in my car where no one's near me and I can just listen to horrible things that, like, conspiracy theories just constantly. See, I am the opposite. I see people and I'm like, oh, people, I wonder what their name is. So I get really excited. <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't know. think that, but that doesn't mean <laughs> what you do is weird, right? Because I think those are the two, like, those are the two I'm okay Kings, with being you know? weird. I'm all right with it. I've accepted uh, it. Okay. Cool. Look at this beard, man. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Weird beard. I'm uh, trying not to like pop my drink in like the microphone. You're fine. So many sounds have happened. Uh, you, I love that you listen to the podcast and you immediately identified that we should be sponsored by a vape company. Like that's yeah. how <laughs> that's how much vaping happens on this podcast. I was listening to that. I, I think it was. The, like the Josh episode. Oh yeah, Josh Adam Myers. Just like <laughs> we're at the comedy store. <laughs> when we used to leave the studio, the next guy would be so fucking mad because it would just smell like strawberries and be like a little bit <laughs> what foggy a weird in there. Right, that is. I know what a gripe. I know because we were like, you know what, Guam, it could smell like you. Yeah, <laughs> it could smell like any other person in a studio. Are you kidding? If I went to a studio, I was like, it smells like strawberries and fucking coffee in here. I'd be like, hell yeah. Yeah, Whatever. the comedy store. Exclusively nice smells like old beer, cum, <laughs> and and weed at, at all times. Yeah, I mean, I think that's like every comedy club. Every comedy club. So like the fact, I felt like we were making it better. We we're making it a better yeah. place. Yeah. yeah. Or, or less like people want that aesthetic. Like I want my, my like podcast recording to smell like absolute dog shit, like just depravity and awfulness. Because then they're in the right place. We know those places too. We've yeah. seen those podcasts as well where you show up and you're like, are we going to die in this neighborhood? And, mm. and and you get through just fine. You get through just fine. You have a good time. You might have to punch somebody in the face, but you're fine. Oh, I'm a pacifist. I <laughs> won't do that. Oh, you're so sweet. No, I'm just I'm just scared of people generally. <laughs> That's so funny. I say I'm a pacifist. I look scary enough that people are like, I'm not gonna fuck with that guy. But like I'm truly like a like a sandcastle. Yeah. Like where it's like, uh. oh, that guy has structural integrity. And if you like poke me with a stick, I will need to go to the hospital for at least a few days. And then I'll need to go to therapy just on that <laughs> event for just several years. Several years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I, Process. I won't talk to my parents during it. And then I'll have to like make amends again. Right. For cutting them out. Yeah. And, and I, yeah, that's my life. That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> that's, I've heard your story. I was trying to trick you into telling your story. 
I've heard your story. Tell it before we move on to the next question. My story. It's good. Oh, I started using drugs when I was a teenager. Um, I played in punk rock bands. I'm from New York. Um, and I went on tour for the first time when I was really young. And uh, going on tour when you're really young is really just like getting into a car with lots of young people and no one to really say, no, don't do that. And just going across the country playing shows with just absolutely no supervision. And, you know, that comes with everything. So, like, it wasn't just like for me, like my using didn't really start with one specific drug. It was just like if it was put in front of me and it would fuck me up, I would take it. So, like, if it was it was often it was booze. But like if it was anything else. Um, I was down and like, that's kind of how I used all through like my late adolescence and early adulthood too. It was just like, whatever, you know? And then I'd always like, I would, I would pick certain substances that I liked and then like kind of hang out with them a bunch, but then I would quit doing them and I'd be like, I'm not an addict. Psh. Um, mm. and then, um, uh, I, uh, I had a pulmonary embolism when I was 21 or 22 Okay. Um, which is like when a blood clot hits your heart and goes into your lungs and fucks your shit up. And that's what killed my mom. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah, I got really, really lucky. Yeah. I had a saddle embolus, which is like, that's the thing. That's the oh. one that gets people. Wow. Like, my doctors were like, this is miraculous. And I immediately repa- repaid them by just developing an unbelievably self-destructive drug habit. Yay. <laughs> when I, so I was, in the, I was in the ICU for uh, several weeks and in a hospital for several weeks and... Um, and that's where I was kind of introduced to my drug of choice. Um, mm, of know, course. Like, yeah. I mean, like uh, opiates are like, they're just the shit. I Ditto. Mean, and so I, and I found that like, if you're funny and like sort of charming and charismatic, especially like in like the cardiac ICU, cause it's just full of old people in me, nurses will be like, they'll cut you some slack. They'll give you yeah. some, like, they'll just come in like, you know, and I, I like had like a stack of candy that my family bought me and I'd be like, Hey nurse, I'll give you five Twizzlers if I can get that perk set two hours early. And she's like, I love Twizzlers. Uh, and I don't really blame her because that job seems fucking terrible. Cause yeah. it's either hanging out with me and like being silly or like cleaning out bedpans with people who just had heart attacks and like their poop is normally full of blood. Mm. Scary. Um, but then, so I was there doing that, uh, in the hospital, got out of the hospital. Um, and a couple weeks after that, my wife was diagnosed with cancer. Mm. Um, and I know it's crazy. It's a heavy story, but I'm trying to just give you the highlights. Um, and then uh, we had to get through that. And I used all through that. Um, I don't really remember much of it. I was like, aside from just being like really emotionally heavy and really scary, uh, especially because I was young. I was like 22, 21, 22, somewhere in there. And um, I just used all throughout it. And I do have a bit of guilt about that still. Cause like, I wish I could have been probably more present for that. Probably would have been a better choice than just like me, like zonked out in a fucking waiting room or some shit. Um, and then we moved to LA after she, uh, went into remission and I went on like a serious deep run here. Cause I found that like, you can like, there are like a thousand doctor's offices here where you can just like go in and just be charming and doctors will be like, Oh dope. This dude's charming. Yeah. And like, so, and I would do like crazy shit. Like I, I uh, installed some speakers in a um, in a clinic for some dude, and and in a trade for like three hundred twenty per set. Wow! Yeah, he was a doctor. I went to a lot of doctors who took Venmo. Don't go to those doctors. Wow! (laughs) Like those aren't those aren't doctors. Venmo doctor. Like if you can pay your medical bills with PayPal, like that's not a doctor. Like that's yeah, that's a drug dealer with a sweet coat. Like. Mm -hmm. But like that's, and I would find those people. Mm. Like I was like, I, you know, 
Um, and then my wife fell at work and broke her back. And I was, I know it's crazy. I promise you we're not as tragic as it seems. Oh, we're super man. fun. My wife's an artist. And she's great. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. My jaw just dropped. Like, was that, that <laughs> so portion. my wife fell and broke her back at work. And, um, that was sort of when like I was kind of running out of money, but then I saw like my wife could get all these pain pills. And for a while, like it was me kind of like doling out pain pills to her and it would do that cool thing where I was like, Oh, one for you, one for me, then like one for you, two for me. And it kind of culminated with, I stole an entire month's worth of her prescriptions. And then I just took them in like two days. Um, and I lied about it when she asked me about it. And then, um, when, um, uh, then a few weeks after that, um, Prince died of fentanyl and Percocet overdose. And I had that like weird, that was like my like aha moment. I had this like weird, it was just like, if this dude who's like, so like loved and respected and like his music is just like universal, if he wasn't going to get out from under, there was no way that I was going to either. And like, I, um, told my wife what happened. Like I told her that I'd stole her pills and she was like, yeah, I fucking know there's no one else in this house. We're new to LA and don't have friends. And I was like, mm. Shh, I have friends. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, I, uh, like, just quit, which I super don't recommend. I didn't know that, like, rehab. I didn't know about NA yet. I didn't know about any of it. Um, I just quit taking pills, and I was sick for a month and a half. I was just, I was so, I was dope sick, and I didn't, I didn't, but, like, I did that, that fucking macho, like, I'm not going to miss a day of work. So I would go into work strung out. And, yeah, I was the worst. I like. I, Did you at least eat a lot of chocolate? I don't. I like. I like. Don't remember. I'm sure I did. I'm Aww. sure. Like, I just like. I ate everything. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like shitty. And it was sick. I would mm. like. I would got really resentful that my wife could sleep at night. Like I would look over and she'd be like comfortable and lovely, and I would be like, "How wow. is this bed comfortable right now? You're a fucking liar." And yeah. then I was watching that show, The Wire. <laughs> That's a good show to watch while it's you're kidding, so yeah. right? That's no, perfect. <laughs> I love that show. Barack Obama loves that show. Everyone should love that show. Yeah. <laughs> I just lost all of your Trump supporters. <laughs> Don't worry. I got a story about that. They oh. can go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to hear that. Uh, yeah, so like I, uh, I was watching The Wire, and there was a character in that uh, named Bubbles who gets clean through N.A. Yeah. Like, spoiler alert, you guys had 20 years to listen to that. Or watch that. Sorry, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he gets clean through NA, and I was like, "Oh, that's a thing." And my wife was like, "Yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. That's they didn't just make that up. It's not just like AA <laughs> for this thing." Like, and so because AA, I had I had gone to an AA meeting before, and I had tried doing the AA thing. There was a the specific meetings that I went to. There was a lot of God, specifically a lot of Jesus, um, a lot of the Lord's Prayer, hmm. and I was like, "I'm not really into that." But I went to my first NA meeting, which at BHS in Hollywood on a Thursday, the one hour dose. Um, hmm. At that meeting, like I met my sponsor. I, he wasn't my. It took me months to be like, "Hi, my name's John. Your name is a name that I'm not going to say. Maybe I don't know. His name is Steve. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> there you and, go. Uh, he was like, uh, I, you know, whatever. But yeah, and then like I got into the rooms, and I was just like. Is weird, and I often like describe using to me like because using was it's very much like that that trope of like fun, fun with problems than just problems that like a lot of people share that kind of shit. And yeah. like I agree with it. Like the the out like the I guess like the um, metaphor that I like to use for that is like for me, drug use was a lot like flashlight tag. 
which is like flashlight tag. When you were a kid, you go to the park with your friends and you all are flashing your flashlights at each, each other and it's super fun. And it's like when you first start using, you and your friends are all just getting high and like fucking being kids. And then some of your friends like stop showing up for flashlight tag. They like get jobs and like move on with their lives, but you still want to play flashlight tag. So you're in the park and it's fewer people, but you're still flashing. And then some strangers show up and you're like, I'm still going to play even though they're kind of weird. And then those people start to fall out. And then it's you by yourself in a park flashing a flashlight. And you're just alone and using and using and flashing and flashing. And then I went into the rooms of NA completely just, I was desperate. I was so sick and I didn't know what to do. And I walked in and like the first identification was just like that first flashlight that I had seen in years. And like Ooh. suddenly the room just starts flashing, flashing. It's just lighting up with all these stories and all these people who I'm like, I don't feel like I have anything in common with you. And then like they identify and I'm like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Like I, I felt like I had a change in a like a molecular level at my first meeting, which is wildly unlikely for most people. I feel like most people's first meeting, and maybe that's like because I did do I did do an AA meeting and I didn't have that experience. But in the rooms of NA, I was like, hmm. oh my god, like I don't have to look like you, I don't have to smell like you, I don't have to have the same fucking drug of choice as you, and like I can identify. And I walked out of there feeling a million times better. Like I walked in there like suicidal almost. Like I just like, I felt so fucking crazy. Um, cause like I didn't really have any using addicts around me, uh, that I knew of. Um, and like I have family members who are in recovery who were like amazingly supportive through me, like mm. trying to figure shit out. Um, but they're in other fellowships and they're also super far away. So like, I just, I felt so fucking lonely. And then I, once I finally got into the rooms and I was like, Oh, like this shit. Um, and then I just like, you know, that keep coming back thing. Like I like I don't remember the last time someone invited me back to a place when I was using. Like I was a fucking nightmare. I was I was like I was like the the fun using guy, so I would like take too much fucking Percocet or whatever. And then I would be like sexy and talkative and like fun and chatty. <laughs> but really like now that I've experienced that person outside of using, I'm like, wow. Oh no! Yeah. It's so horrible to be around. Yeah. Oh no! Like I don't know. I don't want to talk to you about my hometown. No, I don't care about your hometown. Oh sweet, you're from Michigan. Oh Detroit. Yeah. Oh great. Yeah. Oh please leave me alone. Oh no 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 no. Like, but I was that person. I was a, you know, my friends we call them punishers. Like people who just like, trap you and talk uh, about some shit that you don't fucking care about for way yeah. too long. You're just like you finish a show and you like come right off stage. Yeah. And someone's just like. Or like you're at the merch fucking booth and they just buy a shirt or something and then they're like, let me tell you about, and you're like, oh man, like I appreciate that you care, but I don't want to listen to what you have to say to me right now. Yeah, you just have to build rapport. Yeah. It's not like, it's not, and they feel like they know you because they just had an intimate artistic experience with yeah. you. We were just talking, uh, Jared and I were just talking about that, that there's like some there's an intimacy to like performing live for people, no matter what you do. And they feel like they know you. And, um, sometimes the individuals, and also you have this intimacy with like the shared collaborators. So like in my case, other comedians in your case, other musicians. And so there's this like weird emotional exchange that's happening. And sure. most people are not healthy within that. So it's like, it's interesting to navigate as a person in a 12 step program. Cause I'm just out here just like, I like people. I'm a weird extrovert. Let's come on down. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I, and I will burn myself out on that energy. So, uh, man, like one awkward conversation and like, I, I like 
I will avoid that place for the rest of my life. Oh, I get that. Like, if a waiter comes up to me and they drop food in front of me and they're like, enjoy your meal. And I'm like, ah, you too. And then, like, <laughs> they're not eating. They're not. And then I just, I'm like, oh, we're never going back there again. Corky's specifically right over oh, there. Yeah. Never <laughs> yeah. Going back there. <laughs> I just accept that all conversations are inherently awkward. Oh, but see, like, I. Don't on a good day. On a bad day, I call Jared later and I go, so I got to run something by you. Am I crazy? <laughs> Do I owe this person amends? And he's like, no. <laughs> See, I Well, maybe because I like, in, I... I find small talk to be like absolutely abhorrent. Like I just like absolutely do not want to engage uh, at all. You would love my roommate. He's like, he hates small talk. <laughs> well, like if we want to talk about like, this is great. Like this yes. is some shit that we all like, structured. We've agreed to it. Yeah. <laughs> but this is also not small talk. But even still, really, like it, yeah, even after a meeting, like fellowshipping, end. like I love fellowshipping. I'm about that life. Yeah. Like, for I, sure. will, I will talk to newcomers. I will talk to old timers. I will talk to some timers. I don't give a shit. And like that feels great to me. Yeah. But the second I talk to someone who's just like, Yo, how it's like, can you believe it's like November right now? And it's like 80 degrees. And I'm like, I want you to go away forever. Yeah. Please stay. <laughs> I, like LA doesn't love you. Go back to Wichita where it's snowy. Oh, like man. you're never oh. going to be an actor. Please leave me alone. Oh. All I want is iced tea. Oh, uh, <laughs> nice. That, that's good. That's a good prickly. You're a good, that's a good prickly, uh, response to that I like that uh, i don't, I don't <laughs> act, appreciate it here's the thing though i say that in my head and then in real life i'm like oh, yeah i am like i am not confrontational i'm confrontational enough in my head where i'm like yeah you're a piece of shit and then when like but in, like what you're a piece of shit comes out as is oh, right on man <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like, totally yeah, dude. <laughs> totally i feel that for me it's interesting oh no you said that to me no not yeah. like that no not like that no 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 i realized i did that to somebody i was on a tour today no i feel bad now i guess i say it more than that you owe me an immense i'm sorry <laughs> um no there's a uh there's a guy uh, I was on doing my little like day gig today and I was showing the person the man's Chinese theater and I was like, and this is the man's Chinese theater and I'm giving him and he said, looks a little dingy. Don't you think they'd put a fresh coat of paint on it or something? And oh, I said, no, they wouldn't do that. Fuck no. you, man. I know. And I was like, interesting and I just, <laughs> <laughs> he just like walked away <laughs> i just like imagine like in my hometown like someone giving like a guided tour of saint mark's and they're like this is where lou reed wrote every fucking song you love and they'd be like don't you think they'd kick out like the junkies and the bums like is trash and vaudeville still here like i said no go away the fuck off man You're the <laughs> go get out of here <laughs> like, there's two starbucks across the street from each other literally at astor just go over there you yeah. can hang out there all day you yeah. fucking weirdo i love that you're from where lou reed is from well, I I'm like adjacent. Adjacent. Right. Like I I love to claim New York City as my hometown, but like my adolescence and like my real growing up happened on Long Island. What? Like, oh what town? really? What town? Long Island? Oh, Huntington Station. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, that that's kind of rough. Uh, I, I, now it is. I I lived out in New York City for a few years, and my cousin lived in Ronkonkoma, and I would just like ooh, take the train a bunch. L A double R. You yeah. take it to the all the way to the end. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Your, that train ride sucks. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> growing growing <laughs> up in L A. and knowing what Brentwood means out here. And oh then, yeah. And then going to the Brentwood in Long Island was yeah. That was rough. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> Brentwood, West Babylon, yeah. Dance, yeah, West yeah, Babadanch, yeah. that <laughs> yeah. area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, Huntington Station, it's weird because like um, Huntington, Huntington, the town of Huntington, super nice. Right. Huntington Station, where I lived was fine, but like there are pockets where you're like, those are just dead gang members on the street. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. Like it's, yeah. it's super sketchy. But also like I loved kind of like I, 
I grew up playing punk rock music, and it just so happened that like I went to high school with my favorite band, who played shows at a house that they all lived in in Huntington Station. So, what was like, the band? Oh, this band called Ladderman. Okay. Uh, who are now yeah. several bands who are very successful. That's okay. awesome. But they're yeah. awesome. Like, and I went. I like the first time I saw them was in my high school cafeteria, and that's when I was like, oh, I want to be in a band. Like that's what I want to do for a living. Yeah. Like that's it. Like I. It was like similar to like when I walked into like rooms of na and i was like oh i want to get clean yeah it was like i saw latterman play and i was like oh i want to do that like i mm. don't i don't give a shit about anything else i just yeah. want to do that yeah um. that's how i felt with comedy i was like well i went to my first open mic and then i sat down and i was like this is what i do now that's uh, it i'm I here would, i did an open mic at, i did used when i first moved to la i didn't have friends and i wasn't in a band so i like wanted to keep performing so i was like i'm gonna just write jokes and just get up just to get in front of people just mm-hmm. to perform and like i did open mic nights at like the haha i'm sorry oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah talk about like the fucking darkest <laughs> monday five o'clock scene ever oh, i also man. i also was newly i was newly clean doing it no so they were like yeah they were like five That's bucks fun. you get five minutes you get two drinks oh. and i was like can i get just i was like they're like and on the menu it says coffee and i was like fuck yeah i'm gonna get two cups of coffee it's instant awful coffee yeah. Made oh, yeah. by someone who does not give a shit that you were mm-hmm. there yep. yeah they're you can like, talk them into chips and salsa Oh really? Yeah. How, see, mm-hmm. I don't. I was too. I, I got like too fucked up over like the the going up thing. Yeah. It's weird because I'm used to having a band and like I can when I'm like with my band like I can do whatever the fuck I want on stage. I will tell people to shut the fuck up the audience if they're talking. Like I don't. I just want like this performance. It's not watching TV. Like I can fucking hear you. Like you're standing next to me. It's literally a, a thing I have to say yeah, on stage just, sometimes. Yeah, like, yeah. hey, ma'am, I can hear you. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that shit, like I can do that if uh, while telling jokes that like I <laughs> wrote. Like, oh my! If I didn't get the reaction that like I thought they deserved, I'd be like, what the fuck? I feel like comedy mm-hmm. is like cooking. It happens. Like you know, that like sometimes. like chefs. Like I'll go to restaurants. I like I don't I don't eat meat. But, like, I'm also not going to tell a chef how to change, like, their shit. I'll just find the vegetarian thing on the menu. Yeah. yeah. But, like, and I won't change anything about that either. Because I think, like, chefs have spent time putting things together that taste good. And they're like, this is an experience. I think comedy is very similar to me. Which is, like, comedians, when a joke doesn't work, at least for me, when I was doing it, like, bombing, like, later on, I would go in and, like, quietly hate myself in a bathroom. But when a joke didn't work, I'd be like, huh, I wonder why that is. All those things in that joke were tasty. They all taste good together. Why doesn't that work? And I, that's, like, as an outsider's view, or, like, maybe a little inside, because I wrote jokes. Like, that's how I felt about bombing and how I felt about, like, and I, I feel that way about music, too, which is, like, when a song, like, doesn't hit the right way, and you're like, huh, it's got all the things that people like. It's got a chorus, it's got a verse, it's got a bridge that's not very long. I'm going to say some real shit in there. Why does no one like this? That's mm. so strange. And I always go back to the drawing board on it. Like, and like with mixing too, which is mainly what I do now, which is like I put together songs for other people once they've recorded them. And I'm like, here you go. Now people can listen to that. When a mix is like unsuccessful, I'm like, huh, that is all the things that mixes need. Why doesn't that work? anyway i get that that's totally my experience with it i mean that is and also i don't know if those open mics that you went to were like indicative i'm just happy that you wrote jokes because a lot of times people are like hey i'm just trying this for the first time uh, i got a story no, I, I, i've I, seen a few of those those are cringy it's rough yeah I, it's I'm a like rough time overly prepared for everything me too mm-hmm. and like like even for this like i listened to like 10 episodes of your podcast oh my god today that's cool and then like i drove here did you listen to the jimmy episode 
the Jimmy episode? You'd remember if you listened to it. No, I didn't listen to that. Was there a but, Yoko Ono music break? No. Then you didn't listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but can I just say, yo, Belinda C., I want to meet that person. Yeah, she's They seem like the fucking coolest person in the world. She's the queen of Portland. She, like, <laughs> their, their voice is like fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, I just, I, and their story's great. Also, I didn't know what smart recovery, well, it's smart recovery. I don't know what the fuck that shit is. It's sort of like, um, it's good for, isn't that the, uh, the agnostics approach, right? It's like a dialectic therapy approach. So okay. they go in and they have something kind of like steps. They're like guidelines. Yeah. And um, it sort of feels like group therapy. I went to it with uh, with my, because working in treatment, I've been to every type of meeting, uh, I feel like. Um, and so I went to smart recovery. I've been to refuge recovery. I've been to... Um, I love Refuge Recovery, the yoga one. Oh, there's a yoga one? Oh, I thought that's what... Because there's a yoga one called Refuge Recovery uh, that is at my yoga place. I oh, sound like a bougie fuck, but it's Oh, true. my God. I want to go so bad. It's so good. Oh, my God. I want to go. It's okay, we'll great. talk about that. Anyway, I love I didn't that. I to cut you off. No. Um, th- yeah, it's probably the same people who do it. Um, and then there's like all sorts of... Uh, I've been to MA and CA and uh, CMA and seen all the meetings i've tried all the flavors yeah well i mean also like my feeling especially because i tour a lot yeah recovery is recovery to me so yeah like, when i'm on the road like when oh, yeah. i'm in la i want to hit any meetings it's just where i yeah. feel most, yeah, yeah, yeah. most comfortable identifying as an alcoholic always like i always fuck that up i, will I share less in a like, meetings. I, I am john i'm an owl i fuck yeah. that up yeah, yeah, yeah. um <laughs> but like if i'm in a town where like AA is the only meeting or CA is the only meeting or CMA is the other me- the only meeting like I'm a fucking go. Yeah. I'm a go. Recoveries, recoveries, recovery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The um what do you think has been the most insane moment you've had in and out of recovery? Oh. Uh in and out of recovery. That's weird. So I um my life is really weird and like I I've been really really lucky that like most of the things I just kind of show up places and good things happen to me. I've just been crazy fortunate that way. Like I, you know, um, you know, starting from like, even when I was like a kid, like, you know, I was playing in shitty bands and like, we just played the right show with the right promoter. And he put us on one of the biggest venues. I played Irving Plaza, which is like, I think it's a 2100 cap room in New York city. It's like super fucking famous. I played there when I was 17. Wow. And like, we did not deserve it. But suddenly like, we played and there were fucking tons of people there. And I was like, it's weird that you guys are here. Come to our other shows. Yeah. Um, like that kind of stuff. But like, I don't know, like the milestone, big things outside of recovery, like getting married was fucking awesome. I got married really young. I think we were 21 when we got married. We got married like in that like I was, I had blood conditions. She had cancer. Fuck it. Let's get married. Wow. Situation. So we got married super duper young. I mean, we didn't only get married because of all that shit, but we, like, it was just like, it, were you guys like, now I pronounce you pre-existing conditions? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. There's something like when it comes to like, like that kind of shit, you get galvanized with the person you're with. You either. So like if one of, if you or someone you love get like in a relationship, get diagnosed with cancer or something like that, you either, you go through it together always. I've never seen anyone who's like, you got cancer. Bye. Uh, you go through it together. <laughs> And then you either stay together forever or you break up. And it's the kind of breakup that's really strange when you talk to people who've broken up that way. They're like, because they've got nothing bad to say about it. Like I have exes who I'm like, 
fuck you. But, and I'm sure they say the same shit about me, but like my friends who've gone through like terminal illness with lovers who, who've come out the other side, like they're always like, yeah, do you know, it's just like, it was too intense for her and I it just like, we're like, now we're on the fucking same team. Like I got through it. You got through it. Let's fucking hang out forever. So like getting married was dope. I loved that. It was great. Although I was super drunk at the wedding and fucked up the vows. Whoa. Yeah. But I got to ride a tractor that day. So like it evens out. Oh yeah. That's the balance. Um, yeah. <laughs> In the fun. wedding? Was that involved? Yeah. 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 So we got married. <laughs> My wife's family grows, uh, uh, Conquered grapes for uh, um, like Kadeem and Welch's, and they have their own. Okay. Pro- yeah, I know. It's, it's she's nice. a she's a grape taker. She, she's, she's a grape heiress. <laughs> uh, she, they grow great, like, and they also have their own uh, uh, co-op. Uh, it's called Growers. Everyone go get it. It's at Wegmans in upstate New York. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, fucking. But like, uh, so we got married on their vineyard because it was free and dope, and it was nine hours away from New York City. So all the people that we had to invite but didn't want to show up were just like, yeah, it's nine hours from the city. Come to our wedding. And they're like, ooh, I really can't make it. And I'm like, oh, shucks. Sorry, uncle who I don't know. Darn. (laughs) Oh, man. um, Like... So uh, I, my groomsman and I, we rode a a grape picker, which looks like a transformer, Hmm. into the ceremony. What? With Nerf guns. Wow. While we all went like... (laughs) That's That's an entrance. That is quite a... That's a way to do it. It was was awesome. But I was also nearly blackout drunk and super fucked the vows up. Because the judge, he didn't say... So if you're getting married, they're like, do you blah, 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 blah. He said, will you... Blah, 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 blah. Like, will you take this person? And well, I like that better. But see, no one says I do to I will questions. Like, if Christine was like, hey, John, will you do the laundry? I wouldn't be like, I do the laundry. <laughs> yeah. Was, that's not how I would answer that. So, in my like drunken mind, which is just like, I don't care about tradition, like, he was like, John, will you? Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I will. And Christine was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, under it, she's like, what the, really? And I was like, well, I do as well, but I, I mean, I will, but I, I do will. as well. Oh, man. Man, that judge knew you were drunk and was just like, I <laughs> yeah. got a plan. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to fuck with this guy. Like, uh, he's at, he hasn't been through enough yet. Let me, let me <laughs> fuck with him. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how this goes. That's amazing. Um, that was a big one. In recovery, uh, uh, when I was first asked to sponsor another man, it was a big, big moment for me. Um, do you stay clean? What, he's still clean. He took, Whoa. He, well, he took, um, he's got, he took a 90 day chip a week ago. Amazing. Cool. So he only asked me to sponsor him three months ago. Um, but that was like my first one. Now I have a few actually, which is sweet. But I spoke at a detox that he was at and um, did like an H&I panel for him for, you know, whatever. And, and after the meeting, he's like, Hey, I'm going to call you. And like, I give my number out to anyone. I don't give a shit. And no one ever calls me. And he was like, Hey, yeah, I want you to be my sponsor. And I was like, okay. Cause like the program that I worked before that. So my sponsor is pretty old school in a lot of ways. Um, he likes to talk through steps. Also like he's really busy. I'm really busy. So it's not like a call me every day sponsor. It's like very much like a call me if there's the problem and call me if you've done some work that you want to go over. Which I like that kind of shit. Sure. But like my sponsee, he needed a call me every day sponsor. And I was like, cause he was also in treatment and that was, that's required with that place. So I had to like, 
I had to be, I had to call, I had to accept a call every day. I had to like not be, I had to kind of put what he needed before anything else that I was doing, which is something that like really helped me grow in my recovery. Also, um, cause I don't know how to sponsor people. I was like, Oh, they're green and gold. It's yeah. a great sponsorship tool where it's just like, that it works out and why it's kind we of like have 12 a, and 12. Yeah. Oh, is it an NA thing? Yeah. yeah we, we have a, we have a, it works out and why it's the 12 and 12. And then we have this thing called the step working guy, which I've been meaning to buy you one. That was yeah, like my goal. Cause it. you wanted one. Awesome. Sounds great. And yeah. I only know AA stuff. I and, know. Cool. So it's like a 12 and 12. It just, yeah. And it puts a workbook that goes with your 12 and 12. Yeah. And it just asks like the most relevant questions. And you're like, Oh shit. Yo, that's great. there's, there's a, a, a handbook. There's a rule book. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. It's like sponsoring for dummies. It's pretty, great okay. and i am not a dummy i'm well i am <laughs> i i totally, it totally have you the thing that blows me away about that book is that the little paragraphs in between the questions are sometimes maybe the best literature oh, we have yeah. incredible because yeah. it goes a little deeper than inside the the it works how and why yeah and then mm. um and the, it works how and why goes way deeper than the basic text. So that's kind of our big book. But. I don't really like the basic text. You're not alone in oh, that. N- I don't either. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the, I mean, I, I think it has its place. You're just talking about the original. I mean, I, book, yeah. the big book, Oh, the big book I don't like cause I think it's sexist as fuck. And then, well, there's a lot of <laughs> uh, issues uh, with that book. Yeah. But, but even in, in, in a, in NA, like our, uh, you know, the, the, our book, like the basic text, it's just like, yeah, read it, read it. But like the real stuff that I've gotten out of recovery is really in the green and gold and the, it works out why. Yeah. But so there's a lot of questions in that shit. And then I was like, I had this sponsee. So I was like, Hey, I want you to work out of the green and gold. And like, I want you to work steps that way and write on him. And he met my sponsor and he was like, yeah, John's having me work out of the green and gold. And my sponsor was like, ha, is he now? Uh-oh. You're going to restart your steps. Yes. And uh, had me, has me working out of the green and gold now. And he's like, I want a thorough one step. And then I gave him a 13-page one step. Yeah. Yeah, and that's about like, right. He was like, it doesn't need to be this thorough. Like, <laughs> yeah. I opened up my laptop and he saw how many pages it was. And he's like, we're just going to talk this out. And oh, he like, let oh. you. Have you heard the thing, the controversy between electronically, because uh, I used to, because my handwriting is bad oh yeah it's uh oof bad and then i've had some sponsors say like no you gotta you gotta write it with your hands i've had that happen i find that a lot of people say a lot of stupid shit a lot lot of people say a lot of things uh not even in na or a or yeah just like in general just in general have you seen the president he says a lot of yeah it's a a nightmare out there i feel like i feel like people who are like yo it's still your thoughts and like yeah i don't feel disc i mean also like it maybe it's a generational thing too because yeah i think like older generations feel very disconnected from a laptop or from a keyboard. I mean, I started typing on keyboards when I was in like third grade. Mm. Like I'm very, I, I, yeah. I, I don't find, I mean, that being said though, when I write music, I'm often writing lyrics by hand. That's cool. Um, I've I don't gone back really and know forth. why that is. Maybe it's because lyrics can be slightly embarrassing and I don't mm-hmm. want anyone to ever like read my bad rhyming. Yeah. But if someone wants to read about all the horrible shit I did uh, when I was 17, I'm fine with that. <laughs> That's funny. Like, sure. Crack open my laptop. I can't imagine. I would love for someone to steal my laptop and yeah. read my step work. Oh, <laughs> like, they'd just be like, I got to find this guy. Uh, <laughs> I, I lost a notebook recently and it's my jokes, but it's also a daily journal entry was just like my prayer in the morning. Mm. 
And whoever found that is like, what is this? I never write my name in the notebook because no one else is going to have a psychotic looking notebook like mine. And also if it's ever found, uh, they're going to think I have a problem and that I'm trying to talk directly to God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I left my joke notebook on oh, a plane. Oh, no. I, that yeah. Ha- yeah, TSA. I, I so hope someone found that. Yeah, like some comedian in Chicago now <laughs> just has all your jokes. Oh, yeah. Just like, well, just like I just yeah. want like a normie to find it and be like, what the? Because f- no, I, I never wrote out full jokes. I just wrote out premises and because yeah. I was like, I'll just work on the structure of these because I wasn't doing like show shows. Shows. I was doing like I got offered bringers that I was like no, yeah. and I did open mic nights because I was so was like I'm just gonna riff on this shit, record it on my phone, and see how it comes out. Like so, there's gonna be someone who's just like who just opens a notebook and they're like butthole gorilla. Why? Why? <laughs> Fires in Griffith <laughs> Park save animals. Must save the fucking coyotes. Like some just like bad shit. Hey, that's a great joke, man. No, it's not. I know. don't fucking lie to me. You guys are all funny. I'm. <laughs> you're funny with a purpose. I'm funny because I just want to obfuscate. I'm like, hey, look over here. It's funny. Don't look over here. It's sad. There's it, well, you're on the right track. That's <laughs> it's all yeah, deflection. Right that's it. But the um uh what was i gonna say what's your favorite question in the step working guide Ooh, i have one so, yeah there's so many questions that's like that's a that's mine is in the first step it's do you see yourself as um uh a giant monster that ruins I, everything yeah. it touches and also an insignificant force in the world that has no like <laughs> do basically do you see yourself as are you an egomaniac with an inferiority complex right. is the question uh, uh, there's a there's this uh there's this writer named david rackoff who is like he was a comedy writer but also just like a fucking like an amazing cultural critic he wrote amazing poetry and he he, he answered a question the same way i answered that question which was like uh, it was like, are you a monster who thinks you ruin everything? And it was like, at the at the risk of verging into something that's too personal, let me just say, yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, of course. I do actually have a favorite question, which is actually the first one in step one, ah. which is uh, define um, define addiction. Addiction to you, or like, yeah. yeah what is what is drug? Ad- oh, what is? I forgot exactly which, what it is. Like, define what drug addiction means to you. Yeah, and like. I went crazy with it and like broke down mm-hmm. what those words were. And like my answer for that was like two pages. And Steve was like, I just like, how do you feel, man? Like, what do you feel like when you say you're an addict? <laughs> Can like, I ask you, mean? does Steve have a bunch of tattoos, like a big tribal tattoo that goes all the way down his arm? You would know it. No. Okay. Different Steve. No, he's skinny and he's got a big beard like mine. Okay. And he wears sunglasses inside often. Different But not Steve. in a way where you're like, what a piece of shit. You're like, oh, wow, he's really fucking cool. Okay, cool. I like that. Do you know Nicole? Hi. Probably do. We'll have, we'll talk. We'll talk. Okay. I've, I've, Cause they're like around each other. All yeah. Time. That's cool. What is your, um, how do you make decisions in your life? Getting to that third step. Um, slowly. And, and methodically I'm a real st- I, it's although that's not true either like I, I ride this weird line between like still between like full compulsion yeah and like completely overthinking right um, like th- so the second and third step are weird for me because I, I'm an atheist yeah and like the idea of like asking God for uh, like the answers to things I'm like well that seems like a fucking waste of time um, uh, no offense. I don't mean no. like that, but like, I, 
I just. Um, I say God because that's the easy term. Well, I like for whatever. So like people ask and me, like, also people who are like, I was praying to the universe today. I'm like throwing up in my mouth a little bit. But at the same time, story. that's basically what's happening. Well, my higher power, honestly, like is the Internet. Oh, that's that's I'm what? You got to explain that. Like porn specifically? Or? Specifically porn. <laughs> porn yeah. Hub. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm more of a UGIS guy. <laughs> I open the tabs. I prefer of... Fapdu. But... <laughs> <laughs> Clear your browser history and go to your favorite Fapdu site. I Well, here's the thing. Like when I have questions, even if they're outside of like the scope of drug using, like if it's like, what do I want to make for dinner today? I'll fucking Google that shit and I'll have a great idea of like, oh, that's what I should make for dinner. This is an amazing, like, just plethora of suggestion of behavior on the internet that exists. And there's also a huge recovery community on Reddit. And like, which, yeah. like, generally Reddit is full of terrible people. That's that's the sewer. Uh, but that's the sewer the alt-right was born out of. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going on the Donald being like, hey, guys, I'm feeling really weird. Do you guys think I should hit him? No, I'm not in that board. I'm not in, I'm not in like the B board of 4chan being like, oh, guys, I'm working on a four-step. Can I bounce some shit off you? No. But if you did. No. If I, no. If would I, it be so funny if one person was like, hey, brother, I got you. <laughs> in the anonymous B board on 4chan, they break their anonymity. Like, what's going on? I'm Todd. I'm here to help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. You know, that's a we're movie. That's a movie we have to write. <laughs> all right, now after we're done with doing this, we're going to shut down all of the banks using this hack software. What I also need you to do is I need you to spam Scientology. Can you just do that right now? <laughs> Fax them a black sheet of paper. <laughs> Order them 5,000 pizzas. Um, <sighs> no, but like when I have questions and when it comes to recovery, like I, I will consult the internet. I, there was a big question about uh, the use of CBD. I know a lot of people in recovery who use CBD. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, that sounds great. I would love CBD. And then I looked up like what people were saying about it in recovery boards um, and what the general consensus was. And there's no general consensus. And then it led me to asking my sponsor. And then my sponsor was like, well, what is your want? Like, why would you want to use CBD? And I told him my reasoning. And he's like, that just sounds like you want to get high. So you ah. shouldn't do that. But I know people who, like, like my wife uses CBD lotion on her back. And that's not to say, like, I haven't used CBD lotion. But I'm talking about, like, people who, like, put it in their coffee and use it as some sort of, like, mood-stabilizing thing mm-hmm. or something, like, that help chill with anxiety. For me, like, my I, – I meditate a lot. And, like, I, I – I'm often – controlling my anxiety that way Mm -hmm. so to try to control it with like an external means Mm -hmm. like cbd or something like that and not saying that's for everyone but yeah specifically like i would be trying to control it by just ingesting something that would help me control that and that's fucking druggy is one i I use cbd for for pain yeah 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 and I do the same thing. I have like a bomb that I rub into my back and neck and stuff yeah um but i've also taken like gel caps and stuff like that because Mm -hmm. that works for the pain that way yeah i mean like again like that's the thing is like recovery to me is also like it's like like when it comes up with the god thing like when people are like well how do you do recovery with being an atheist and i'm like well that works for me yeah and that should be enough yeah yeah like there's uh what was it there's this uh who is it um this oh i forgot his fucking name this uh this roman guy who's the first galileo galilee made the first working model of the universe and he showed it to Napoleon the mm-hmm. first and Napoleon the first was like, where's God? And he's like, the math seems to work without it. Right. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like that's how but I that, feel about but that. But that's so, uh, that's so what it's about too. It's like, we're supposed to figure out what works for us. Right. Yeah. And if you find God or religion, whatever, that's fine. But if you like, if it's not about that, if the math works without it, yeah. like who am I or anyone to say like, well, you got to do it this way. That's yeah. the whole like premise yeah. of, of uh, the 12 step programs. I think is like, we get to find, we get to use the steps as a platform to find what works for us. Right. Whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah. And, and I, 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 I find that like most of it, like the things that keep people out of the rooms, the things that people turn people off is like, are the th- like for me at least like the big, the God things, the big fucking higher right. power things. And like, man, just like, that's like not seeing the forest for the trees, you know, like, or like only seeing the trees and not the forest. Like there's so much richness in recovery mm-hmm. that like to get hung up on wording on one fucking thing. is like, bro, you're missing the fucking point. I feel I'm kind of in the same spot where I'll have a lot of folks that because I'm, you know, I'm open about my recovery. I talk about it in my comedy. I have a podcast like I talk about it and folks will, you know, seek me out to go to a meeting or whatever. And more nine times out of 10, it's like, I just don't like this God stuff. I don't know how you get around the God stuff. And it was like, I know too many atheists with long term recovery for that to be an excuse any longer at this point. I'm just like, okay, well, that's not really a big deal, actually. Um, I'm sorry it makes you uncomfortable, but it it's really not a big deal, and it's not a word you have to use. Nobody will care. The spectrum of recovery regarding yeah. God or the lack thereof is so wide. It's yeah. so big. I know people that have found, uh, like, who have found really deep, meaningful connections to a religion that they once like renounced. You know, totally. yeah. and, like now on the other side, I've known so many people that like they. God in the religious sense or whatever just has nothing to do with what they do. It's great. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's I a- had, I had like a, a friend of mine. So like, you know, a friend of mine is super, I'm, this is going to be annoying in the microphone. I'm sorry. No, I can't hear it. But also this is, by the way, if you're listening at home and you do hear something, uh, this is our, uh, I might be one of our first like vape reloads on the podcast. That's, oh, sorry. We're taking it, man. <laughs> sorry, mom and dad. If you listen to this, I or- smoke a vape. <laughs> yeah, it's not cigarettes. It's, it's better. Not cigarettes. It's, it's fine. better than. There's also zero uh, th- point three nicotine in there, so Ooh. step down quite a bit. Okay. I smoked nicotine salts when I first got clean because nicotine I was like, salts. yeah, there's like yeah, they're like fifty milligrams of nicotine per fucking. Jesus. Bark. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was tight. Well, I was fucking crawling out of my skin, and I was like, I need something, so I was doing yeah. that. And then my uh, my sponsor, that was my. I, I told my sponsor once I got two years that I was going to quit, and uh, he. Uh, <laughs> Because uh, I didn't think I was going to get two years. So <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'll be out of here soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then when I got on my two years, he was like, so, uh, like, you know, gave me a cake. He's like, so you're ready to you'll be done vaping now? I was like. <laughs> so I've, I've, like, stepped down nah. quite a bit. I yeah. mean, I do want to be done with it in a way. Like, it, it is a crutch. I feel like I often, like, am, like, smoking it when I'm, like, anxious. Yeah. Sure. the refill. Right. In this. But, like. <laughs> I was just going to go, don't be anxious, but which is the worst thing to say to an anxious person as a person who has anxiety. I liked what you said about yeah. meditation because that's a, um, uh, I found that uh, also I got really sick a couple years ago. I've talked about it too much. Um, and 
uh, my own sponsor called me and was like, so I was listening to the Pete Holmes podcast. <laughs> Hear me. <laughs> like, I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, I've got this. I've got this. They, they, just try this thing because they put me on all these hormone medications and I was weeping for hours of the day. Like two o'clock would ro- roll around. I'd be like, <laughs> like just in the oh, car, sure. like yeah. crying. And she was Honestly, like, can same. you try anything? And I was like, okay. So that was... That was interesting. And the more people I talked to with health conditions and 12 step, it's, I think that the, I have a friend who has uh, quite a bit of time and he's a doctor. He became a doctor in recovery and uh, he was like, honestly, the creams and the localized anesthetic is the best way that that seems to work. He's like, I've, I haven't seen any research on it, but there's a, it's a more direct way to get the pain reliever into your system. So, I mean, I, I, so I had a blood clot in my, a few months ago. Yeesh. I have yes. chronic blood clots now. Oh, you're that is, blood is that from guy. the embolism? Like, it's, well, like so that's when it I started. Had an, I, I had an undiagnosed blood condition that I just like okay. had my whole life. You my got lumpy just, blood. My mom just got diagnosed with it the other day. Whoa. Oh, well, there, like a like a like a like a, like a, like a six inch blood clot in her arm. Boom. Yeah. She's Whoa. lucky. Wow. Like yeah, that's like, big. Also, this is like an amazing. She had blood slugs. Yeah, blood slugs. Uh, Great name for a band. Yes. I'm John from Blood Slugs. You're listening to 12 Questions. Yeah. Um, Quick qualifier, though. I use CBD for chronic pain from a traumatic. Uh, spinal injury from a few years ago. I don't just like. I love how I we all feel like yeah. we have to adjust. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. but like, we, but like injury. it's not just a, like a head a passing headache that I like take some CBD for or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. and it's I, very infrequent. Well, whatever. I'm that's don't, that's I'm don't capping, feel weird. I'm capping that at that. That's all I'm gonna say. About don't it. feel yeah, weird. Yeah, no, I, 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 I didn't mean to scratch like hit a nerve here. Like my <laughs> my feelings on CBD use are specifically for me personally. Oh, totally. Because I also like in my using like uh, so. I would do this cool thing every night, right before the end, when things got really shitty. Um, I would wait for my wife to be like right about to fall asleep, and I would smoke like two bowls of CBD bud. I would take five soma, and I would take seven Percocet. Oof. And I would go because it's a good dinner. Why were you taking the CBD with the soma and the perks? It's yo, I I get it. That's cool. It makes your body feel groovy. Yeah, like you feel like a fucking wizard. Yeah, (laughs) totally. (laughs) That sounds like a delicious dinner, man. Yeah, yeah. and that's what I would do. And I and I would do that to sleep, and then so I wouldn't wake up super sick. Yeah, and then when that shit happened, uh, one night my cat uh, um, found a. Found a um, a stool softener pill on the ground and ate it. No, and then, uh, started throwing up, and then I was like, "All right, I'm gonna be responsible." Uh, Here we go. Yeah, and like I got, I was like, and it hadn't all hit yet, so I was like, "I'm good, I'm good." And Christine, bless her heart, like she knew that I was using, she knew things were getting kind of shitty, but she didn't really know the extent of it until that night, because I got in the car and I drove a block, and I was like. I am too fucked to drive this car. Mm. And she's like, what oh. do you mean? And I was like, I've had that. Ooh, happen. Here's the thing. Yeah. Boo. Like, Ooh. And she's like, we're going to talk about this later. Cause the cat's freaking the fuck out. So then we had to call a lift to take me. Who's like deep in a nod, just dope fiend lean in the backseat yeah. and fucking my wife. Who's, Furiously pissed off at me and equally terrified that our cat's gonna die, and a cat who's freaking the fuck out in a in the thing in the back of this dude's lift cab over to West Hollywood because it's the only like emergency pet care place mm-hmm. that was open. Oh, and then we had to like deal with that shit and like the they were they dealt with our cat and like 
I was just like so fucked and I like, couldn't pay attention to the doctor and like oh it was so embarrassing it was like oh it was the worst my wife was so pissed and like my I felt like my cat was upset like not only because she had to get like a water patch in her back but she was also like my dad's a fucking piece of shit like <laughs> I felt like cats let, don't judge beans fucking judges <laughs> great name for a cat just name. come to meet beans she is she's like I don't like you because you're not wearing a cool sweater. Like, oh. <laughs> I, I like, challenge accepted. She's like, I'm gonna let's, let's do this. Yeah. The last I feel time like I your had clothes him. are cozy enough on the outside for me to touch, so I'm gonna hide <laughs> just out of reach from you. Amazing, I love that. Um, but that's all. Like, why I don't use CBD is because like CBD was was also like a, a part. It, of it was a part of it. Part yeah. of it. Oh yeah, I yeah. get it. Uh, yeah. No, all right. It's We've why had I don't that touch heroin anymore. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a... <laughs> um, that was a college party drug for me. Oh, was it? How fun is that? That's great. Man. Yeah. That, that's hilarious. Yeah, that was only like a... <laughs> I also like didn't know... That would also, I would also... I blacked out a lot. Uh-huh. So that I would like not know that I did certain drugs until like someone would say something and I'd be like... Yeah. Oh, no. Like, dude, you've been tripping for like 16 hours already. Oh, man, I'm not about that. <laughs> oh, no? Uh, dude, okay. I'm so scared of hallucinating. Uh, oh, really? I just yeah. close my eyes and be like, yep, that's horrifying. Yeah. Like, I, anything where I can't control that shit. Like, I had roommates who, like, would drop acid and shit in college. And I'm like, yeah. and they'd hang out in the fucking closet with a black light. I'm like, you're a loser while I'm trying to, like, crush up oxys and stuff. <laughs> that, was, that was, by the way, hallucinogens were my jam. It was Same. a jam. Yeah. I, I read Dune. I was down. Let's do this. <laughs> oh. Fucking let's let's have fun. Um Hell yeah. What is uh what is the most interesting thing you've learned about yourself in recovery? Oh. Um that you don't need to be angry all the time. Oh, I mm. love that. I was I was actually I so I, have a, I have a new sponsee who I actually just met with for the first time two days ago. Oh hey. And shout out sponsee. Yeah, what up? How? <laughs> um, and we were talking and you know and you know like just giving him a bit of my spiel and like we were talking about you know like the the things that we feel the most acutely and like I can remember just being so fucking mad all the time about like everything like I'd be pissed I'd be pissed that someone cut me off in traffic I'd be mad that like once my mom hit me with a roll of paper towels because I was being a smart ass like and I would carry that shit forever so mad so easily just to fucking flip out on people and like i just don't have to exist in like that stratosphere anymore i don't have to feel angry anymore um that was huge that's that's been a huge like awakening and recovery is like is that one the epiphany of like being mad is like on and also another good one because i think this is like kind of ties into it is like just because you're willing to let go of your resentments doesn't mean the people who hold resentments against you didn't earn them. You know what I mean? Yeah. There are people who are mad at me who mm. have every right to be mad at me and they can stay mad at me. And no matter what I do, if I try to make an amends like that or anything like that, it's, I have absolutely no control over how they're going to feel. I, I, the, when I relinquished control of their, their feelings is when I made them feel less than, mm. and like, that's been a big part of it. Like most of the time when I see people from high school or college, like the first thing I do is like, Oh, Hey, it's great to see you. I'm really sorry. <laughs> yeah. And like for what? And I was like, I don't know, but I know it was, I know I was mean. Yeah. 
I knew I, I, you know, I was, I was super insecure. Like I, I feel like I also got clean at a great time in my life because I got clean up my in my late twenties, when you like not only come into your own as like a human being, like with a person, but also your brain stops growing and you really kind of learn about yourself in like a whole new way. Like your early twenties are like, I'm independent. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, but like your late twenties when you're about to, like you're staring down thirty and you're like, oh shit. Like that's when you kind of really learn who you are and to be able to be clean through that experience. Yeah. And like and get clean during that experience too and experience like the like I don't know, like the like the burning out almost of my adolescence mm. in a way that was like very tangible. Yeah. Um you know it, it got I, I was able to let go of a lot of shit that I was just like so pissed off about. Mm. Yeah. That's great. I love that. What's your level of honesty? Um in what situation? Just in general, with yourself, others, your higher power, your Ooh. lack thereof, whatever. Um, I try with my wife. I try to. We try to practice um, just complete honesty. So mm-hmm. there's like, like my wife and I, we don't fight. We don't complain. We don't. Well, we complain, but about not about each other. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm Jewish from New York. It's my God-given right to complain. I'm going to do it. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, we there's nothing that's off limits. So like, we talk yeah. about everything. If something's weird. Like, to a fault, I'll be like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? And she'll do the same. Like, you got to fucking talk about it. You got to talk about it. So with that, we try to practice just extreme, full honesty all the time. Um, but, like, in work situations, sometimes it's tough to be like, no, this vocal take's definitely going to work. Or, like, yeah, that sounds great. Or with, like, people who just, like, I am recovering a recovering people pleaser. Mm. So, like, that's that aspect of me that, like, even though I fucking hate you stay away from me i want you to love me yeah like that thing what does anna say about people pleasing it's manipulation Ooh, i mean it's high level manipulation dude i was the most manipulative yeah like that is that is like a huge part of my using i collected people Mm -hmm. like i would i would do this really cool thing where like i'd be dating someone but then i'd be friends with like several other women and then i would get what I needed from those relationships from women by just giving them enough, but never actually like committing to anything. Yeah. Like, you know, they would be like, Oh, John, I love you. And I'd be like, right on, babe. Like, <laughs> so what are you that? all of Tinder? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, but like, but it was worse cause it was in person. Yeah. Like I, I would keep things going with like weird half jokes and like suggestion and innuendo for so long, just so I could feel like if I ever felt lonely, I could hit up that person and feel a little satiation. I would get that hit. You know, I, I treated people the same way I treated drugs, very honestly. Is, yeah. You know, I used them in, so I wouldn't have to feel stuff. I knew that, like, being, being alone is, like, really scary. And I never, ever wanted to feel that way. So I would just, I would surround myself with, like, half friends and fair weather bullshit. And I would feed into it, and I would feed them bullshit, and they'd give me what I needed from it, but I would never reciprocate anything else. Yeah. Like, yeah. Manipulation, people-pleasing, like, that's my jam. That's what I did. Exactly. When I would hear people in meetings share, like, I'm just a people-pleaser, I give too much. I'm like, that's not what people-pleasing is. You're not being genuine, and you're letting people think that you really like and care about them when you you don't, or you do, but only as an object. So let's not do that. Yeah, I mean, I I still, I mean, I feel like you know, the manipulative part of my personality is is the part, like if I had to like dissect the parts that need the most recovering, I think that is it. 
I mean, it's the thing we have to watch all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's that part of ourselves where we're like, like you can feel it when you're doing it. It's like doing curls. You know what muscle you're using. You're like, oh, okay, I'm here. And then getting away with it. I mean, like getting, Mm -hmm. oh man, like the buzz of getting one over on someone. Holy shit. I could spin out on that for days. Yeah, exactly. I could lay in my bed fucking staring at the ceiling being like, I totally got away with that. Yeah. And then you get to brag about it. Ooh, just only in my head though, because I got a, I got a, I got an image to maintain. Ah, you're very smart. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a thought I've kept in. <laughs> All the <laughs> thoughts come right out. <laughs> so Not one for yourself? Maybe a few, but I generally I, I say too much. I say too much, right? Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I was what, thinking like we're talking about honesty, and I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah. you're definitely like. Say all it all comes th- pouring out. It all comes pouring out. You've never written a joke that you've just kept to yourself? Uh, No, especially not that. Because you, <laughs> you got to try it all. I have songs that are just, those are just for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Or like just. For I want to hear those songs. Just for me. I'll play the banjo for you. That's sick. Yeah. In that case, out of one, two, three, four. Oh, I love it. No, but I, I mean, I, I, ooh. I, but also like, it's this weird, I have, um, Intimacy is always really scary for me. Uh, and I think that also like feeds into like the crazy manipulative part of myself, which is just like I can manipulate people to, to feign intimacy mm-hmm. so I can get what I need from people, but I don't actually need to like subject myself to being intimate with other people. Right. Yeah. Um, and like, so like keeping songs for myself or keeping like one or two thoughts that are just mine. Um, yeah. Or keeping like my honest opinion on things, even though if I've weighed in with an opinion. Mm. I used to do that a lot. Mm. The area service seems like a place that that would end up happening a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I carry the consciousness of my, oh God, no, I don't want to do that. Let's not do that. Can we not? Okay. (laughs) Um, You realize as a group, we're being dumb right now, right? (laughs) That's me. (laughs) Get booed out of my own service (laughs) position. You still have that position? No, I had to give it up because I don't, I don't. I can't go to that meeting anymore because yeah. I got that sweet, sweet it's good remote meeting. job. Yeah, it's a good meeting. It's actually, honestly, it's, it's great. It's one of my favorite meetings. It's great. I love meetings in the Valley. I love it. It's just like old cholos and yo. like the oldest cholo is there. Yo, yo. He'll tell you all about it. <laughs> <laughs> he shares the exact yo. same thing every single week. I, when she's not at the meeting, I will text it. <laughs> like, hey, uh, just so you know, this person knows this person and they've been clean for this long. Every single time. Yeah, it is and the, the same share. Is it like, Tomas? No, no Tomas okay. is my jam. I, I love fucking Tomas. I was love to go Tomas. to this meeting yesterday and I didn't go. Ooh, we my should go. Which was so comfy. If you ever, <laughs> let me let me know. Tomas showed up to one of my comedy shows and Shit. he legit fucking loved it. And was he was like, he came up to me and he said in a meeting, I, I turned on the TV the other night and you were like, I saw you on TV like playing the dozens and my heart grew like the weird like like prison slang slash like the way that he just understood that the way I approach roasting is outside of a meeting talking shit with like convicts like that's that's how I approach roasting like like and it's just like fun and it's met with love and it's it's just like brutal at the same time please never roast me I won't unless you want me to oh, or pay me to. <laughs> I don't have much money. And, uh, like I can't be around when people fight around me. I will internalize it and be like, this is my fault. 
Really? Really? Uh, yeah. It's I so I you know I tour a lot, and when the, if there's like strife going on at all, even if it has nothing to do with me, I'm like, oh, this is my fault. I need to fix this. Oh. You should talk to my sponsee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you got a sponsee now. Yeah. Oh. I do. Isn't it fun? It's the best. I really like sponsorship. I mean, usually. <laughs> yeah. I don't, it's the best. I don't, it's it's I don't interesting. The, I don't mind the craziness. The crazy shit, like the fucking weird calls, or like yeah. you like that shit. I'm into that. It's the like, we get together and then we look at each other and we blink a lot. <laughs> and we're like, okay, what are we going to talk about? You That's when you just give them work to do. Yeah. Like, here, do this. <laughs> you can always open with, what step are you on? I mean, I do. Yeah. How's <laughs> that step going? You got know. any questions? One of my sponsors is going to listen to this and be like, you're full of shit. And I'll be like, Andrew, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sponsors are human too it's really important that we not put our sponsors on pedestals i've had several sponsors tell me that like don't put me on a pedestal please don't oh man i think my sponsor is like the 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 beginning and the end i think he's like the coolest motherfucker in the world which i think you should think that it's very strange because i i don't like we're not in constant contact we like i said that before like we're not i'm not calling my sponsor every time like something would warrant calling a sponsor. Yeah. Like when I've had big things in my life happen and I've just been like, I'm just going to talk to my wife and deal with this amongst like my like fellowship community or just with myself. I'll write about it. But like, Oh man, I call him. Oh, my sponsor's so fucking cool, man. Yeah. I have almost no relationship with my sponsor outside of like working steps. There's no, like we, I, I speak to him like very infrequently now and it's like, that's that going. That, it, I mean, it's going like I talked with him last week. It's fine. Like, yeah. It's good, you know, yeah. like it's the, but it's a product of me overcorrecting the whole putting people on pedestals thing, right? Uh, and so I have to, now I have to bring it back a little bit yeah. to the middle, but like there was a point where I haven't, like I, I just kind of let months go by. I mean, I would talk to, I would talk to him within those months, but not really mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah. clocking anything, not Same. really, just letting it all kind of Same. fester and bottle up until my, I had to do this a giant inventory. My sponsor will sometimes check in with people he knows that who like I hang with in the fellowship and be like, "Hey, uh, you're from Johns, you doing all right?" Yeah, and, and it's fucking great because he doesn't call me at all. But we'll hear, <laughs> we'll hear from like buddies in the room who are like, "Yeah, you need to check in with your boy." <laughs> I he doesn't need to talk to me about this. Mm. And I was like, "Yeah, you're right." I try not to let that happen, but also like I. Work is something that, like, I really struggle with balance still. Work yeah. and food. Oh, mm. my God. What a nightmare. Oh, man. Um, Preaching to the choir. I, oh, balance man. is the... I had a sponsor tell me that balance is the, is the demon of long-term recovery. Oh, damn. That that is the, the, the thing you'll wrestle with for forever. And she had 27 years when she said it mm. to me. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, balance is always going to be a problem for you. Mm. Yeah. Like the uh, define unmanageability aspect. Yes. Like one. I just wanted mm-hmm. to like Xerox my day planner and be like, here you go. So yeah. That yeah. Is unmanageability. Look at that. That's me saying yes to 5,000 yep. things. I'm overscheduled. Not oh sleeping God, enough. That yeah. That's my mm-hmm. favorite thing to do to myself. Yes. Overschedule myself and then be fucking stressed as fuck that I'm not going to get something done. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I do it all while like engaging in amazing amounts of self-abuse and then when i lay down at night i wonder why like i have so much to write about on the day yeah right i also do a thing that like i like i think it's the best thing in the world uh most of the time i do this as a daily 10th and 11th step 
Hell yeah. Um, That's great. So like, I'll try to do it before I go to sleep. Um, but if also if I fall asleep on the couch, I don't do it. But I'll, so like, I'll write about my day, like nothing crazy. Just like I'll write, you know, I do, I write about my day, just like the hits. Like I did this thing. I should have acted this way or I did act this way. This is an esteemable act. I try to be like really loving with it. I also do a gratitude list, 10 things I'm grateful for, then 10 things I'd like to change that are within my power of changing. It's a big one that I love to do. And then I meditate right after that. Wow. That's solid. How long does that take you? I feel like we're skipping some questions ahead, but I love oh God, this. No. Let's know. I love it. Uh, Keep 50, going. Uh, no, 50, I love it. About 15 minutes. I, 15 I, minutes? Yeah. I, cause I, wow. But I also meditate a lot. I meditate a lot throughout my day, too. Uh, well, because I also work mainly. Are you an app time. meditator or like a just... It really depends how I'm feeling. I really like Sam Harris's guided meditation. But Ooh. I also really don't really like him as a guy so much. Yeah. He's kind of an asshole. But okay. also his guided meditations are super dope. Hey, take what works, right? <laughs> right. Um, but like... I was into those for a while when I first started meditating because I always found it like really difficult for me to stay in it. Yeah. But now like meditation is just like a, like a daily part of my life that like I can, I don't really need a guide. I, I take a guide when like I need like a little vacation from like, all right, return to your breath, return to your breath, return to your breath. If there's a thought there, just, it's a cloud, let it go past. Just breath, <laughs> breath, breath. Yeah. Um, also, I think like mantra meditation is pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, you know, and they don't need to be in like fun, weird languages. You can just like have like a <laughs> thought in your head and hold it, hold yeah. that thought only. Like yeah. just think of like one thing that makes you feel all right. Like, oh, the word peace makes me feel dope. Let me just think about the word peace for 15 minutes. I love that. Mm. Yeah. That's amazing. That's really simple and solid. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I, it, w- if you're doing something that's super regimented, for me at least, if I'm doing something that's crazy regimented, it's got to be like a simple regimentation. Like right. I, it, it, like if I'm going to be writing on my fucking day and like trying to meditate and decompress after that and like mm. tap into like a collective consciousness or whatever like it all the steps going forth like if it if it takes more effort than it's worth to me i won't fucking do it um, sure but i also yeah. find that like when i started doing that shit started doing like the daily ninth and 10th and 11th step um i would like wake up the next morning and be like i feel amazing yeah like i just was like i i feel like i hit the reset button when i go to sleep I don't, I don't like stay up worrying about shit. Oh my God. Like, yeah, I sleep like a person who almost has no guilt now. Yeah, like Almost. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. So what is the defect you feel like you have to work the most on? Oh. Manipulation? Uh, yeah. Manipulation. Um, I think, I mean, I, I like them all though. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, I know. They're I like, all, you know, like, they're all great when you're in them. Like, yeah. Nice I, warm bath. Yeah. Like it, I, <laughs> this bath is made of poop. No. <laughs> but it's my poop. Um, it's my poop. It's made of me. So. Yeah. Uh, I. You know. Uh, yeah. Shortcomings and character defects. Like, I. I heard it explained to me once that like your your shortcomings are like the molecules that make up the atoms of your character defects. Ah. And also, like, your shortcomings are, are things that you take out on people. Your character defects are the things you take out on yourself. Ooh, I like mm. that. Like, because so, no one's ever been like, that guy's character is defective, but they have been like, that guy's a fucking asshole. Right. Yeah. Like, you could be a fucking asshole, but it's your fucking asshole because you're angry, and you're angry because you treat yourself like shit, so you're constantly angry at yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's... Um, Anger, uh, uh, resentment is tough. Mm-hmm. I, like it's hard for me not to like. Oh man, I, like, holding a grudge is like oh. That's so great. Holding a grudge is like holding an eight ball before I get home. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm ready. 
you know. it helps you define your day. You're like, yeah. these people, I'm not fucking with them. And yeah. then like, <laughs> that. if you drive a white Mercedes in Los Angeles, I fucking hate you already. Like, That's all of Los Angeles. <laughs> guy in my office who I have to practice on a daily basis like letting things go and just like realizing that he's gonna be in my life and I just need to deal with it and he drives a white Mercedes of course he does <laughs> it's just like the icing on the fucking cake get the fuck <laughs> I bet it's just yeah. an, it's like an S <laughs> class right I know it's hard though he sits right next to me my first week living here in, I hope it doesn't in, this podcast. in LA I doubt it I was gonna tell you to invite him to listen to this yeah <laughs> my first week of living in LA um I was fucking some guy in a white mercedes fucking hit me and then i like <laughs> pulled over and we're like dealing with the shit and he demanded a thousand dollars from me and i was like bro you hit me and he's like yeah but my car's fucked up and i was like i don't care you hit yeah. me he's like i want a thousand dollars and i was like i don't know that's I what want insurance a, is for like, yeah. i want a thousand things but, call uh, your insurance company you dumb idiot he's like, no we don't have to go through it. i think he like didn't have insurance yeah because then i was like all right if you want to do this let's call the cops and he's like "Ooh," and i was like "Ooh, you're a drug dealer <laughs> yes <laughs> my name is john i live now <laughs> please give me that pager yeah. number <laughs> i wasn't clean yet it's fine <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I also, I, when I moved back to LA for comedy, uh, the first week I was here, someone rear-ended me. No, somebody backed into me. And then two days later, somebody rear-ended me. And uh, my the auto body shop called me two claims. And we had a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> had a Lyft driver rear-end me? Uh, when he got out of the car, first of all, his name was Steven Tyler. And I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> was that's he made me. of scarves? Yeah. <laughs> he got out of the car and he handed me his license. And I was like, your name is Steven Tyler? And he was like, probably that's me as a podcast. Look him up. He's cool. Steven Tyler in LA. <laughs> because there's only one yeah. Steven Tyler in LA. He rear-ended he re- 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 me and was like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, he rear-ended me, and then he was like, oh, man, I'm sorry, man. I didn't even see you. You're lucky, man. I had a pastor. She, she yelled, man, I'm sorry. I'm so high. And I was like, you're driving a car. <laughs> With he's other like, people. He's like, me, he's, like, he's like, listen, man. He's like, I really need this. Can you just like, I just got to drop these people off, and I'll meet oh, you in like 15 minutes. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay. Oh, man. Like I was like sure. I was like let me just get a picture of your license and your fucking and your license plate. And he's like okay. And I took pictures of the damage. And I was like cool man, go off. And he off and he he met me up like an hour later. Oh like, wow. Right. Yeah. But he still he had to make the claim because it was his fault. So he ended up having to call his insurance and his insurance company was like, you can't drive Lyft anymore. Go fuck yourself. Like, <laughs> that was my only job. Oh no. The, the, not only was he driving high, he was driving high while while on duty with passengers oh, yeah. in the car. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's what a Lyft. How is. else would Steve and Tyler <laughs> drive? I, I, you know what? I drove Lyft for two years. What the first year I was still out there. The first year I was so, and then the second year I was sober. Uh, I never. It never even like uh, it never happened. I would never be drunk or high. That's so crazy. He was, I'm too scared, honestly. He was like that. ripped as fuck. He was so high. It was fucking awesome. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it was awesome. Like, it also happened on the 101. Like I was, of course, I was yeah. stopped in traffic, and this fucking dude just hit me going full, like almost full speed. Yeah. It rocked my fucking world. But also my first. My first response wasn't like, "Oh my god, I hope everything's okay." I literally said out loud, 
Well, this fucking guy. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> this fucking guy. What yeah. the fuck is wrong with you? And yeah. I got out and I was like, hi, are you okay? Your name is Steven Tyler. I can't be yeah. mad at you. <laughs> you, can't be, so. you can't be mad at the highest person on yeah. earth. Can you sign my insurance card? Like, you're hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how I got my neck injury. I was rear-ended at full speed on the oh, 101. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, I The just, 101 is a nightmare. Yes. By Coanga? Did it by Coanga? Uh, it was between Laurel and Coldwater on the westbound side. Ooh. Yeah. Man, if you, you listen to this and you yeah, 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 yeah. I was off on the I'm shoulder sorry. for another thing. Because <laughs> only terrible things happen in the valley. It's why I live in Hollywood. Oh well, okay. <laughs> hey, I fucks with the valley hard. Uh, yeah, my studio's up here. I'm just kidding. I'm born like and raised it. here. I love it. I don't mind it. But it, but it is. But I understand. <sighs> I'm I, also no, a weird guy who loves Hollywood. Yeah. That, like, is, that is weird. Like, as see, like, you have to teach me how to love Hollywood and oh A meetings God. again. Because oh, I've, 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 is the shit. I fucking love it. I've had moments where I'm just like, I want to run out of here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hear good. one more share we're about an so audition. Good. I'm going to hang myself uh, in the, by the coffee pot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by the coffee pot. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, I'm macrameing a noose out of fucking coffee. <laughs> exactly. Uh, this is not a cry that. for help. This is a solution. I love I love that shit. I like how grimy those meetings are. I like, uh, I also like that, like, often in Hollywood, you'll just see the people who you're like, ooh, and then they, like, open their mouth in the meeting and they're like, huh, yeah. that was wildly succinct for a person who sleeps in a box. See, that That's I don't mind. Crazy. I want I want a meeting where everybody's just like grimy or like is worried about getting their kids back. That's what I want. Oh, yeah. We get I, a lot it's, of that. it's when people are like, really, this is my judgment. It's when people are very fashionable and very like intellectualizing. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm like, get out of here with let's that. <laughs> people are in and out. They are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people. Like, that's no, no comment. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. <laughs> I found that a lot of those people who who come in who are just like super like, look at me. They fucking hang for a few weeks and then they fucking go off. Yeah, that's true. And like, it, it's shitty to say, but like. If I'm being honest, like I don't sweat those those people in the meetings. I mean, I'll talk to them and I'll give them a yeah. number, of course. But also, like, yo, like I don't give a fuck what you do. Like I don't care. Like, if you're if you're you're a fucking actor, good for you. If you're a fucking Huzzah. rock star. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like the most obnoxious thing that happens to me in fucking meetings in Hollywood is that a famous person comes in and the whole meeting is like, "Did you know that that famous person's here?" And I'm like, "Did you know that that person can't keep dope out of their veins?" So shut the fuck up. Yeah, it has nothing to do with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But I also fall into the trap of after the meeting being like, "Oh my god, could you believe that person was there?" Yeah. Uh, No, totally. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But in the meeting, and (laughs) it can come off as like super disruptive to you, and I feel bad, but. It's disruptive to the meat. It's just like yeah. the flows. But also, like, those people need it. Like, those yeah. people, like, like yeah. famous people need recovery. They, they're like, people. They're addicts, too. Yeah. 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 I, I didn't reveal any, like, attachment or involvement to the entertainment industry until uh, at least a year sober. I didn't, like, talk about it at all or to anybody. Like, not it, even, like, outside too much. Like It's such a huge part of, like, who I am. Yeah. Like, I couldn't be, like, if someone's like, what do you do? Like, well, you know, I also didn't know who I was when I got clean. I was still pretty young and, like. I define myself, and I still do to an extent. It's kind of shitty. I define myself by the thing that I do, the mm. thing that I'm best yeah. at, the thing that I'm known for, is making music and making records. Like, if you're gonna know me, and I'm gonna be honest with you as a person, like, that's part of me. And also, like, part of my using is a lot to do with my career choice. Right. Yeah. Like sure. I, I chose a career where it was like totally acceptable to like blow lines of cocaine and go fucking talk to your boss. But that also doesn't mean to to make your artistic career the center of 
your recovery in that sense sure. or, the, yeah. or what you're sharing sure. at a meeting. You know what sure. I mean? Like I, that, that kind of irked me early yeah. on. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, that. I'll often like, if I'm sharing about a situation, I won't be like, yeah, man. So I was at United. It was great. Yeah, I was yeah. working on this 8068. <laughs> double 8068. Yeah, actually, exactly. it's the only one that's in Los Angeles. And, uh, yeah, you know, this client of mine and name rockstar yeah. here, like, Oh, right, like, right. I won't do that. But I yeah. will be like, I was at work today and I was very annoyed by this person who can't keep their shit together. That's very different. And then, yeah. and then later on when people be like, what do you do? I'm like, Oh, I, I hang out with famous people in studios and press record. Yep. That's amazing. I love that. I love that. I, I realized I said that judgment as I'm on a podcast about recovery. Then I start. okay, so I just need to shut okay. the fuck up. That's, That's right. what I need. I need to <laughs> shut I the just, fuck I just, up. I just told a- expiring actors to not get clean. So it's Oh, fine. man. Yeah. That's true. The, again, you would love my roommate. He is from L.A. and he gets on the freeway. He gets upset and he just starts yelling at traffic. Go home. No, you're never going to book that commercial. Oh. Like, <laughs> he just starts yelling at people. What you need to do book that commercial is be a sound guy. And have the look. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, My favorite thing about this podcast is like the time mark where Anna has to apologize to everyone on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's usually about here. Yeah, yeah. When I'm just like, oh, oh wait a minute, I'm a dummy. <laughs> I'm a dummy. Um, uh, here we go. That's the that's the curse of saying all the thoughts you have out loud. Is you have to apologize constantly. Or you could just not feel bad about the things you say. <sighs> I've tried that. People pleasing is manipulative. Yeah. I mean, but like, I do feel bad. That's the thing, is I do I'm, feel bad. I'm glad to be a guest on your podcast so I can make fun of your I decisions. love this. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, I love that when we met each other in a meeting, we were just like, you. <laughs> I, think, I think, like, you shared, like, about being a GSR now, being annoying or something, or just like, you were like, ah, it's this thing in area. And I was like, because <laughs> I had just wrapped up a really like long stint as a GSR yeah. in Hollywood and like when you were like yeah at Area we had all these things to do and no one wants to talk about them and I'm like I need to talk to you <laughs> yeah it's really frustrating when you're dealing with service like that and it's not it, there's not a lot of com- appropriate conversation because everybody's escalated too much and so nobody's really thinking anymore so you have like you have like uh, two camps of people. You have people panicking and then you have five people manipulating. <laughs> and I just choose not to be in either camp. I'm just like, I'm not going to fight this and I'm not going to deal with this. Yeah. But I spend most of my time at area just begging that we don't hit quorum so we don't have to talk. <laughs> yeah. And that's the other thing. Well, and the other thing is I feel like the internet has been a problem uh, Don't some be of those, dissing his higher power. Yeah. I'm sorry, but <laughs> yeah. there's been some forums, especially in our fellowship, there's a lot of conspiracy thinking going on. And I'm like, ah, oh, for the love of Pete, like, you sound like, this sounds like InfoWars. Like, yeah. shut up. There's, oh, man. Like, yeah. who are like, you can't take Prozac and be clean. I'm like, you're yeah. weird. I always tell people, I'm like, I never want to, if you're on a psychotropic medication for a reason, yeah. <laughs> I don't ever want to yeah. see you off that well, medication. If, you're not in recovery, if you, you take fucking XYZ mood stabilizer, I'm like, uh, you sound like an asshole. Yeah. And also like, fuck you, man. That person like needs that shit. Yeah. Not, and doesn't need it the same way that like, you needed to fucking find needle fucking right. 31 years yeah. ago when you got. Yeah. My it's favorite. It's like old timers who are just have the fucking worst opinions. Do you ever just tell them like, Hey, where, where'd you go to med school? 
no that's the one i do i go i go hey bro where'd you go to med school and they're like oh what i'm a carpenter and i'm like oh then maybe maybe you shouldn't talk about medical shit and i I was always a little bold like i had like i had like big like big guys who had been in like who had like done a bunch of time pull me aside one time and they were like why are you so fearless (laughs) like you're gonna get beat up one of these days i was like there have been a couple of times where we've had to talk people down and i was just like well he's wrong uh me th- three to five was a real nightmare um that's so long ago it was uh gonna be 16 tomorrow <laughs> yeah i know sweet let's wish everyone sweet, sweet 16 yeah it's been you, sweet 16 you should have did when you this comes out, I'll be when you turned 15 i wanted to but i was too busy yeah. i was honestly it was right before my surgery right and i was just like unless that quinceanera was gonna be um like maxi pad themed I, I i don't think that was gonna be a I don't think that's going to be a like a hundred percent on the details of a quinceanera, but why not? It could, yeah, it could be maxi pad themes. Seems like a birthday party. Yeah. It, yeah, <laughs> it's it's sort of like a, it's sort of like it's a, it's where you come out as a woman. It's like a, it's like sort of like a gender reveal party, but okay. your gender is woman and you are fertile and on the market. Right. But they do it at fifteen. But you were 15. full of tumors. Ugh. I was just full of tumors. <laughs> I was just. That was the opposite. That was the opposite. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I, I thought we were talking about birthday parties. What the fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like hard left. It's like hard yeah. Left. It's about becoming a woman. I'm full of tumors, <laughs> which is also a big part of being a woman. <laughs> Babies, tumors, tumors, babies. You know, the same. I mean, it's the same thing to me. <laughs> same things. It's actually- a weird thing that grows in your body, and then mm-hmm. you have to like get it out, or else you're both in a lot of trouble. <laughs> no, right? That's the thing. And I know. There's uh okay. So I feel like you've answered how you deal with fear and anxiety. If I heard you correctly, it is meditation yes. and writing. Yes. Any other reasons? Any other ways? Ways of uh uh, I you know oh I hit meetings and I and you hear fellowship. meetings. Yeah, you do the things. Yeah. You do the things we're supposed to do, yeah. and it I, goes I away. Mean, a, a 12th step. The 12th step specifically. You know, yes. Carrying the message, doing that. That's like, I, if I feel like I'm like isolating or, in, or or feeling anxious or overly weird, yeah, I'll I'll just go to a meeting and, and talk to like either a newcomer or old-timer. I don't give a fuck. Perfect. Somebody and just be like, I'll also open my mouth in a meeting a lot, telling myself a lot if I'm having weird thoughts. Went to the doctor's office a few weeks ago and then was like, cool. It's a new doctor. I could hustle this motherfucker. <laughs> and then, like, I didn't. Um, and then he also, it's written in my chart that I'm an addict, which feels weird. Mm. <laughs> but uh, my doctor did that. And he was like, so uh, what's going on with that uh, with that that thing? And I was like, oh, I've been clean, still clean. And he's like, cool, the chart says the last time I went to the doctor, I had three week, uh, three months clean. And he's like, it says you had three months. I'm like, yeah, it's been longer than that. <laughs> yeah. um, but then, like, you know, for the next day, I was like, oh. Ooh, I could have ooh. and then yeah. like I went to a meeting I was like hi I'm John I'm an addict I fucking I like to hustle doctors big, big part of my using and I went to a new doctor this week and I tried in my brain in, well I didn't even try but like in my brain in the waiting room I was like I'm gonna hustle this motherfucker and then I you know, I didn't but I yeah. felt bad about it so I shared about it yeah you have moments I, I have moments now where like I went to the doctor the other day and he was um, he very uh, for a, a 
back problem. And he very specifically, he remembered me very specifically. He calls me Colby Ryan girl. Cause I have the same back injury <laughs> and That's he was got a weird connotation. Just I know <laughs> I have a joke about it that I love. Yeah. It's really good. I really, it's really just like, Ooh, new joke feeling better than drugs. It's so good. Um, no meat on the bone. If you don't take that. Yeah. He, he basically, he told me that my body is just like Colby Bryant's except for if we were cars, he'd be a Bentley and I would be a Honda. <laughs> and like, thanks Doc. The, the joke goes yeah but hondas have never raped a lady so like <laughs> so we're good right dr joy like he's amazing but he gave me he was like listen i know that you don't when they're tracking pain management he was like i know that you don't uh like to take painkillers i'm gonna give you five muscle relaxants i'm certain you'll never ever use for the viewers at home when she said i five, said five, i went four with my hand four fingers it's been a long day that is a it's been a very I, it's I like i'm wearing it's like thought i was having a stroke i like, thought i was I wrong i was fucking with you um <laughs> yeah no i uh so he's like i'm gonna give you five and i was like oh, fine and then i went home and i told my boyfriend who's a normie i said hey do me a favor i said i have these muscle relaxers you're in charge of them if i ever have to take them because i'm unable to walk um I will talk to you about it first. And he freaked out. <laughs> he was really? like, he was like, wait, how does that work with your work? And I was like, I was like, it's fine. I'm not going to need one. They'll expire just like the tramadol for my surgery. They'll expire before I ever use them. It's fine. And he was just like, Oh God. Oh God. And I was like, I told my sponsor, you need to calm down. He needs an Alan on meeting. God bless him. So because this is, this is my podcast. Now I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, uh, does, uh, does your partner drink? Really yeah, like one beer at a craft time. Craft beer. Craft beer, huh. like once in a while. Mm -hmm. I once got him two craft beers. He got d dumb drunk. I gave him a... He ate two pizzas in one night and just <laughs> fell asleep. He sounds fun. Yeah, it was just two beers. And he fell asleep. He fell asleep and he was like... Because I kept making... The joke was... Because my dad, he was sober for a really long time. And he would always tell my stepmom, he'd be like, Hey, why don't you have another glass of wine? I'm a take advantage of you tonight he would like make a joke right he was he was super creepy in a fun way um <laughs> in a way that would now be really problematic but like is super fun for like that time and uh, so i would i would be like i would be oh, like the 90s when problematic things were in the future exactly or like the 80s you know what i mean like when you know john hughes movies were a thing all of those movies are a problem now um so like so he, uh, so I, I would make that joke. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, Amazon was like, one of these days I'm going to get you all liquored up and take advantage of you. And he just, and then the moment came and I was like, all you're going to do is he's very, he's like six, three, he's a big guy. I was like, all you're going to do is smush me, get off me, go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, all right. <laughs> also fucking drunk people isn't good. No, it's not a good thing. No. <laughs> he wasn't like drunk, drunk, drunk. I know d fucking on the record, fucking drunk people isn't good. It was just being funny. I, uh, my, yeah. Cause only cause my, my wife doesn't drink anymore. Oh, um, uh, my, my wife's, total normie never really had problems with substances or mm -hmm. anything uh and when i got clean she was just like yeah cool yeah and i was like what do you mean yeah cool like, you just <laughs> stop she's like yeah and i'm like huh that's a weird impulse yeah because i do it in she just throw it in your face <laughs> yeah. yeah or like i would just be like if, uh, honestly like if i was still using and christine got clean like and i wasn't the kind of person that recovery has made me 
I would use without telling her. I would use at work or something. That's what the kind of person that I was. Yeah. Yeah. It was grimy. It was yeah. shitty. You know. I like, ugh. Ugh. Such a bummer. <laughs> so much more fun now. We like, all were yeah, bummers. Yeah, we all were bummers. That's the point. We were yeah, bummers. Yeah, Christine, Christine, my <laughs> wife, that's her name. That's the point. Uh, she, she doesn't, she doesn't drink. She doesn't use. She yeah. Like, Go for her. She's, I, and I was, I always, I wonder about that with like, with people who date normies because I'm like, huh. Because I, I don't. Because he's like normie, normie. He doesn't, we have like two expired Michelobes in the in the refrigerator that he never intends on drinking. I was like, why are they here? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, when Christine, <laughs> so when she broke her back, I had to like force her to take pain medication. Yeah. And that also was like a justification. I'm like, well, she's not going to take it. Mm, <laughs> right. So anyway, um, how do you experience forgiveness? Slowly. Okay. Uh, I, I find it easier to forgive people now than when I was in active addiction. Yeah. Um, I think the, the hard things are the, the, the biggest like amends shit, like forgiveness things or seeking forgiveness. Or it's actually trying to seek forgiveness for like myself and letting myself off the hook. Yeah. Like I, like I, I read on like Facebook or some shit, someone posted one of those goofy, like meme thingies. It's like, no one thinks you're as big a piece of shit as you think you are. Yeah. You know? And like, I still have moments where like those, like you get those, like when you're driving in your car and like you're just alone and you have like a, a thought just zoom into your head that like gives you that, like I didn't do my homework stomach feel. Mm. Yeah. Just like, Oh, I was so shitty to that person. Yeah. And like that person, that motherfucker is living their life. They're nowhere near me. Yeah. I'll never see them again, but I will like carry that kind of guilt. Mm. Um, so like learning to forgive myself is pretty tough, and also like forgive. You know, it's it really comes with like talking to people, and not even talking it out. But like I, I carried a lot of resentments for people who were very close to me for a long time, and like I, you know, it's easy to get resentful with your parents, you know. Yeah. And like, I. I realize that like my folks are just fucking people and like allowing myself to be like, I'm not mad about that thing that I shouldn't be mad about anymore. Like, but you know, it takes, it takes time. Yeah. You know, like I, I'm still new. I still feel very new. I mean, I only have like two and a half plus years and like, Every day. I mean, that's one of those things I think that's going to, my opinion is probably going to change. I mean, I'm sure my opinion will change on all of this as I go further into recovery. But yeah, forgiveness is tough. It's tough. It's not tough for other people. Like, I don't, like, I don't, I, I, I find holding grudges to be, like, completely useless now. I'm like, oh, what a stupid thing to spend my time doing. But, like, the grudges I hold against myself are, like, the tough ones. Those are the hard ones. Yeah. Yeah. Because I just really don't let myself off the hook for, which, like, I know I fucking should. Yeah. But, like, Shame. Shame, guilt yeah. and shame. But what I like about 12 steps is like 12 steps are like this amazing mechanism that can take guilt and shame and turn it into like honesty and integrity. Mm-hmm. Like you just put in your shames, you put in your flaws and this thing forms around them and then spits out all of like the best attributes of those flaws. Like being flawed is fucking awesome. Being wrong is so sick. When I'm wrong about something, fuck yeah. Like I want to learn something new. Like so that that's the best part of it for me. It's like when I, I 
go into like with 12 step going in with one perspective and coming out two and a half years later with like once like a full working of the steps has gone through i'm like oh yeah i feel completely different about that thing now Mm -hmm. yeah that's beautiful i love that i love that i am gonna sidebar something i did not mean to imply that my father was raping my stepmom that no one no one thought, no that. One thought that nope. okay good uh, here yeah. we go we're, we're, we're gonna be driving in your car Anna. on your new on your way home to your new place phase in three East Hollywood, <laughs> and you're gonna have a thought just come in and you're gonna get that homework stomach feeling yeah uh-huh i just had to say it uh she yeah. never took that other glass of wine and that was not what was occurring it was just a joke we were just joking we're inappropriate jokesters even if she did take that. and even if she did it was fine um plus you can't rape someone you're married to oh. what are you like a senator from <laughs> iowa <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's hilarious. Um, oh God. <laughs> What's the next question? Yeah, let's why, move on. Why let's, do you have so many keys? Um, yeah. Are you a janitor? <laughs> <laughs> this is actually, that's a keychain of a key. Yeah, that's cool. Somebody yeah. found that behind a server at a, at a studio that I work for, and they were like, "You're sober, right?" And I was like, "Well, it's clean, but sure." And he gave me that. Cool. I once did a joke about being clean at sober. a bar show, and the bartender gave me somebody's 11 year chip that they had left behind <laughs> and they were Wouldn't like they cash it in and be like i'm not gonna need this anymore i kind of think that may have been what occurred but they were like i think this fell out of someone's pocket can you like find a home <laughs> for like, it I think I was trump like, was elected we tonight like Plink. i was yeah they were it was the weirdest thing i like that her response to that was like oh i have this thing that needs a home <laughs> I, I love telling bartenders i'm sober because i drink free ginger ales all night hell yes That's it's like the my best thing Yep. it's my favorite thing there's that a bar is... called the mandrake it's next to a studio that i used to work at a lot yeah and uh, <laughs> yo she made me a ginger ale like what? from scratch and i was like nice. you are the coolest fucking person she's like i'll make you those all night i love it fuck because i know bill too and i'm like oh <laughs> shit <laughs> she doesn't it. work there anymore so i didn't blow up her anonymity beautiful i love it um <laughs> oh man so what is the weirdest amends you've ever had to give Oh, weirdest? Yeah. I don't know if I've even been weird. I make, I, a lot of my amends that I've made so far have been living amends. Yeah. Um, but like I made, when I stole my wife's pills, I made okay. amends with her and that was not, wasn't weird. Uh, but it was, I mean, it wasn't even tough. It was just like, Hey, I did this thing. And she's like, yeah, I know. And I'm like, Hey, I'm really sorry. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, what can I do to not to like make that situation better? And she's like, you could just not do that again. And I was like, right. Oh, <laughs> there you go. But yeah. then I like I have a living amends with people in my family for things that I've done that at the risk of verging on the two personal. Uh I won't really talk about those, but I got uh, it. Yeah. Like some shameful shit, some shady grimy shit that like they don't really even know about. Yeah. So it would only hurt it's them not to let you them know. and my you and mom dad. Don't worry. <laughs> I, there's no living amends to you guys. You could do whatever you want. I ignore your calls on purpose. Uh, yeah, but like you know, other family members, you know, who just I just you know, that's that's tough yeah. shit. Like step, step eight and nine shit is is tough. Yeah. Um, mainly because like I you know I'm I am so attached to the kind of person like in my family, like I am always been like I'm fun uncle, I'm like fun cousin, I'm fun grandson, I'm like the dude who's like fuck yeah let's get in let's have fun at this birthday at this birthday party let's oh thanksgiving what are you doing what are you doing like and you're like king of the bar mitzvah yeah. <laughs> 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 um, 
<laughs> they don't give these beards and noses to just anyone. Yeah. Uh, you know, and like to, I think to, to go into some of that stuff and I've talked to my sponsor about it a lot too. And to go into some of the grimier shit that I've done would really fuck them up and really change yeah. the way they feel about me as a person. Well, and to just, hurt them or others. Yeah. They are others. Um, but who knows? Also like, there's still more fucking amends that need to be made. I'm sure those are going to be weird. It'll happen. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, I feel like we've already answered our 10th question and our 11th question, which is like, how do you do this day to day? You've broken it down. And like our 11th question is like, what's your relationship with your higher power? And you got into it immediately. So check, check. Sick. Google. How do you Google? <laughs> um, how do you... How do you, uh, what do you want to give away on this podcast? Like if somebody's listening to this today, maybe it's their first exposure to 12 step, which happens. Um, welcome. Uh, sorry. <laughs> also meetings are very different than this. Um, <laughs> are they though? Maybe. I, I think so. I feel like fellowshipping is a lot like yeah. this is fellowshipping. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is yeah, fellowshipping. This is yeah. Um, we're, this it's is just a like this. I, went, sure. I did this today instead of going to a meeting. Sorry. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> adorable my sponsor texted me on the way here and he's like what meeting are you going to tonight and i was like i'm going to be recorded on a podcast and he's like you're a prick and i'm like yes <laughs> so funny um what okay so what would you like to give away to somebody who's maybe just like you in the world um ooh. i don't know if i can give it away because i don't think it's mine to give away but i i would like i would like people who feel people who listen to this who feel hopeless or feel a part of to know that like you, you don't have to feel that way. Like you don't have to feel alone. Like no addict need ever die. Like, yeah. You like, you don't have to use even if you want to all of those like stupid platitudes and like stupid little like sayings one day at a time, fucking keep coming back. Like, I don't know about anybody else in the room, but when I say that shit, I fucking mean it. Like yeah. I want a newcomer at a meeting. I want that. I, 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 and not only for, for them to, to hear like what we do, what we do, but also for me to hear them, like being connected to young recovery is like yeah. the thing that I think makes old timers annoying to be around. Yeah. Like, you know, and you like, learn so much in your first year. Yeah. Oh, the Man, feeling. So much. My second year in my, in the midst of my third year now, like every fucking week I'm like, huh? Yeah. But I also don't have, it's weird. I don't have those pink cloud epiphanies anymore. Like mm -hmm. where like, you're like, oh, holy shit. And now they're more like these weird sinking, like, you know, you're driving in your car and you get this feeling in the pit of your stomach. <laughs> yeah. Are you driving around anxious a lot? <laughs> yeah. I mean, have you met me? <laughs> but no, I, I've people to, who listen to this and take something away from it. I, I want them to take away that like life is just as good, if not better, not using you don't like your happiness and your feeling of like of 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 oneness and wholeness isn't reliant on you changing your perspective by other means other than self-reflection like if you want a fucking sick nod meditate it'll give you the same nod that like that a fucking shot will it may not happen right away you know if you want to feel something turn to the person next to you and be like how do you feel you know, the shit that like gets me coming back to meetings and like keeps me engaged is like, it is just humanity on display. It is, it is our predicament and our joy and our honesty all 
the full bandwidth of experience gets to be experienced in one to one and a half hour doses. Yeah. And like, that's the same shit with this podcast. Like how many times have we gotten like a little serious and then just been like, here's a joke, you know, that's mm-hmm. fucking life. And it, it's, it's just as good. If not better. I love that I can be part of a conversation instead of just being like, and then control the conversation. I love that. Yeah. You know, being clean. Then that's like, the continual gift of recovery to me is the fact that I can be present. My fucking cousin, my baby cousin, my baby, baby cousin, this girl, Mallory, I fucking love her. She's about to have a baby named Harper. And like mm. that kid is going to know me clean. Yeah. And like that shit is wild. You know, like mm-hmm. that, that, that baby is going to like know uncle John is like the fun uncle who like, weirdly doesn't drink wine with everybody else but like i get that because i get to be here and if like you're listening and you want that like it's so within your grasp don't use go to a meeting get a phone number get a commitment and later for all the bullshit yeah yeah that's awesome that's amazing thank you so much for doing this thank you for inviting thanks for driving all the way to the valley to do this all the way way from hollywood all the way from hollywood 20 whole american minutes i know (laughs) i know um on a saturday so it wasn't even that bad bad. no um john where can people find you if they want to look you up oh uh, the internet, the internet, the internet. They What's your Reddit they handle? Can actually, <laughs> they can control. They can actually consult my higher power. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, uh, <laughs> no, I, I, uh, Instagram at J, uh, J Graves Rules. J Graves Rules. Uh, I, um, I think uh, my band's page is. Uh, um, I think it's American Splendor. It's just that. That's my band name. I should maybe great go. comic book, by the way. Right? Thank yes. you. Most people are like, that's a great Paul Giamatti movie. And I'm like, yo. Yo. <laughs> it's about a thing. It's about a thing that was fantastic. Um, we don't talk about, no, I don't know. I was, okay. It was a good movie. It was a great movie. It's fine. But it's a great movie. But the comic book is like. It's, like, it's yeah. incredible. Like one is about Harvey Picar and yeah. one is about Harvey Picar. That's great. That's, <laughs> if you don't know the comic, that joke doesn't make sense. Oh, no. The people, by the way, the people who do know the comic who are listening that just went like, Ugh! like they just came. Like they were so excited. They were like, <laughs> like so, so into it. Yeah. But also like I'm on Facebook. Just my name. I love and that. You should like, delete your Facebook. No, it's fine. No. Jared's well, mission is to get everybody to delete their Facebook. I, listen, I try. And my I'm parents, like the Johnny Apple. My parents are like, <laughs> my parents are like, how are we going to get in touch with you? How are we going to get in touch with you if you delete your Facebook? That is something my dad has said to me. Don't you have a a telephone. Like, you, yeah. That, phone number. Dad, a telephone. you hear this? P. Grapes. You hear what's going on right now? Sounds like telephone. they're still plugged into the machine. Oh, man. Fuck. <laughs> I know. It's so bad. My stepmom won't call me back. She'll Facebook me back. Oh, yes. She'll just like, she's not Facebook calling because that's for the craziest of people. <laughs> um, but no, she, uh, she will Facebook message me. Hey, got your call. Wow. I know. That's infuriating. I know. I'm like. <laughs> so dumb. Bitch, pick up the phone. <laughs> Love you. Phone. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> she doesn't know how podcasts work. We're fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my parents were like, how can I listen to that? And I was like, hmm. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's complicated. Uh, Jared, nobody can find you. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. You're good. Come to Sherman Oaks. I'll get you churros. Ooh. There's a fancy churro place down there. There's the a fancy churro place down the way. It's really I, amazing. I have to go home and make tacos for oh, guests. That are, wow. My wife just called me. She's like, our guests are here. Oh, oh my God. I'm oh, so wow. sorry. Oh my God. Okay. Let's wrap this up. Cosmo, where can people find you? 
Instagram at Cosmo Share, C O S M O S H E R. Yeah, you can get a lot of book recommendations. Ooh, um, really? I'm into that. Yeah, horror books. He's into it. You guys should connect. Um, and uh, you can find me at Anna V is Fun on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me at AnnaValenzuela.com for all show dates and my other podcast, Brouhaha Podcast and the Unpops Network. Um, all right. Uh, John, if nobody's told you this day, I love you. Thank you. Yeah. Love you too. And Cosmo, if nobody's told you this day, I love you. And Jared, nobody's told you to say I love you. I love you too. And if you're listening to this today and nobody's told you to say we love you, bye.